The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's Consumer Warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There is a season Good morning and welcome to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for tuning in this morning, 457-1290, if you'd like to join us today on the air. This week we were uh, chatting about certain programs that seek, it would seem, to entertain first and foremost, and then maybe provide a little information, you know, lighter fare, certainly, what came to mind uh, when we were talking about that? Well, it so happened uh, I was getting ready to go out for the day and had a little bit of the morning shows on recently, actually this week, and I swear it seemed like Kelly and Ryan. We all know about Kelly and Ryan, right? Yeah. I kid you not. They talked for 20 to 25 minutes about really literally nothing. No- I was Nothing? I mean... Nothing, nothing. Come on. They have to be... Um, some uh, politics, maybe, or, or moving movie stars, or pets, or uh, uh, don't they have someone to come out and dance in that show? Or don't they give away prizes or something in there too? Oh, oh, oh yeah, all that important stuff comes later <laughs> in their <Important> show. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The first twenty to twenty five minutes, the big news is usually stuff like, "So Ryan, so what'd you do last night?" You know, and he'll kind of talk about it, and you know, like, "Well, I hand washed these, you know, French socks that I have." <laughs> You know, you want to keep them, you know, the elasticity or, you know, I was watching this show and, hey, Kelly, I texted you like 10 times. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Ryan. I'm so sorry. I was so busy doing, you know, my kids are driving me crazy. I I kid you not. I was like looking up how much she makes per year. I'm like, really, Bob, we're in the wrong business. I was going to say maybe our formula is is wrong here. Maybe we should just do... You know, the, 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 you know, pitter pat back and forth here about what happened in our lives this week. I mean, it's, it's obviously good work if you can get it because uh, they're, they're on national television, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess so. I, I bet their coffee is better. Well, <laughs> their, their coffee is probably free too. I mean, ours actually takes a budget, right? Well, I'm, I'm sure they, uh, they uh, probably make some pretty good money. And uh, in, in this case here, we don't. But uh, rest assured, Gloria and I have no intention of filling up your morning with fun or frivolity or keen insights on movie stars. We're all about the serious stuff here, the hard stuff, the future of our... Come on, get to it, geezer. So so much sass coming out of that chair, whippersnapper. You need it. Once in a while, it's not bad. Yours is like a daily vitamin. Like one a day? Well, if you have to go name brand, I'm sure, like a one a day. But you need it. I, there needs to be a, a label so that's much like sass. 10 times a so day. So much sass. <clears throat> Somebody has to keep so, you in line. Keep anyway, you welcome to Kelly right and track. Ryan. Welcome to Kelly and Ryan. We're here once, once a week. You know, um, in keeping with our commitment to bring you real top-notch content, we're going to get to today's topic. If you're pr- a particularly astute listener, and that would be just about all of you, right? You think? Maybe. Your head's there, getting larger. There could be a few people there. out there who are casual listeners. I see it ballooning. Who have us on in the background. But I think most people are sitting on the edge of their seats, riveted to everything that goes on here in this program. <clears throat> well, you may have caught our show sometime here in the last couple of years on the future of robotics in caregiving. That is, particularly in countries like Japan, where there is already a drastic shortage of caregivers for a rapidly aging population. They've invested many millions and over the last 15 years in the development of robotic aids and companion devices. Well, these have included everything, Bob, from smaller robotic dogs to robots for companionship, basic information, and reminders. Gee, I could be replaced. To a popular robotic baby seal for comfort to larger robots for helping with moving patients even. I've I've seen no robots for you know 
co-hosts of shows. I've not seen that yet. Oh, they're coming. Are they? Oh, I, I'm counting the days and the Fan- hours, fantastic. actually. How are you? <laughs> I am. I don't think you could afford one are, that's as good as you, I am gonna, or as reliable or as tolerant. Well, you're going to bring in one and see if you can train it? No, you're going to have to buy it yourself. <clears throat> well, anyway, they've been developing <laughs> devices that can also aid with mobility and transition. You know, larger uh, robotic devices that can actually pick people up and move them if necessary. Changing from uh, Then there's others that will actually change from one device into another. There's a, a device that changes from a bed to a wheelchair at the push of a button. Oh, my. So that people don't have to then have to worry about lifting somebody. There's a lot of difficulty sometimes in the transition of somebody from one position to another, especially if that person's a little bit heavier and you've got a caregiver who's tried to bend over and, and lift somebody up. But all of this is more than just the latest stuff to wow the public, you know, at the Consumer Electronics Show in, in Vegas or other, other shows of that kind. Mm. These innovations are absolutely born out of a concern about the future in, in terms of population and aging and not just in Japan. Right. So there is an unprecedented growth, Bob, in the percentage of aging population throughout the entire world but particularly in growing economies such as Europe, Japan, and China. Now, from 2000 to 2050, the percentage of the world's population who is 60 years of age and older will approximately double from about 12% to 22%. Now, for those of you who don't like percentages, that really means from 605 million people to 2 billion. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So during the same period, the number of people aged 80 years and older will quadruple. So before it's double, now it's quadruple. In the USA, 14.5% of the population is 65 years or older. But by 2030, this number is anticipated to grow to 20%. Even in the time that we've been doing this program, which is... You've gotten much older. Yes, older by the minute, actually, with you sitting there. I'm trying to be like Kelly and Ryan. (laughs) Tell me about your socks again. Or that was his socks. Uh, the French <laughs> let's, wa- let's the wash socks. Everybody watches them. Oh, so okay. we're doing something wrong, Bob. No, I don't know if we are doing something wrong. I think I think a lot of people would like to hear about the trivia in our lives. Anyway, in, <laughs> in the time that we've been doing this program, uh, I believe that the uh, percentage of population over the age of 65 within this area was uh, close to 125 to 13%. And it's actually gone up higher uh, statistically in just that short time. Uh, eight hour, eight years, nine years. So we're talking about a rapid increase mm-hmm. uh, in this area. And as we've spoken, you know, many times in the show, um, we've uh, talked about the shortage of caregivers for a lot of reasons. And it's not just the demographics. You know, that's a piece of it. Right. It's the fact that we have a lot more people in the baby boomer generation who are living considerably longer. We've gone from an average life expectancy in the 70 to 75 range to much older than that, particularly for women. Yeah, and it's not just a shortage of caregivers for, like you said, population reasons. There's a lot of reasons why we have a shortage of caregivers. You know, uh, the pay is not all that appealing. Right. And The talent um, pool, to, the, be, to be very candid, the talent pool is is somewhat uh, lacking at times. Uh, yes, and, and, and quite frankly, you know, we've talked about this on the show that um, some of the younger generations aren't quite all that keen on caring for others or you know right. Right. you know and and people move away too so we've got that going too yeah. families are separated they're broken up right. sure all of this leads us to an intriguing article that takes another look at not just robotics and caregiving but goes even further with a discussion of ai perhaps you've heard that phrase kicked around uh, a lot of microsoft ads on tv and so forth ai is artificial intelligence and we're going to talk today about how this Uh, connects with or is is melded with the future of caregiving. The article here that we're talking about is written by Corinne Pertil and was written in September 2018. And she says, Among the symptoms of dementia is a phenomenon called sundowner syndrome, an increase in agitation, confusion, and anxiety as late afternoon transitions to evening. Its cause isn't well understood, circadian rhythm disruptions precipitated by the change in light, anxiety over end-of-day activity, and hormonal fluctuations have all been floated as theories. But whatever the trigger, sundowners can make otherwise amicable people combative and even violent, a frightening and unsettling experience for patients and caregivers alike. Staff in hospitals and nursing homes typically treat the symptoms 
with sedative drugs. But in recent years, facilities from Japan to the United States have turned instead to a specialist, a robot baby seal named Paro. Paro spent a decade in development at Japan's National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology. The robot seal came to market in 2004. It's already 15 years ago. It is now in use in many parts of Asia, Europe, and North America to offer the psychological benefits of pet therapy in situations where a real animal isn't practical. A new paro costs about $6,000, according to this article. Your price may vary. But a lot of people feel that's pricey for an individual consumer, but more accessible for group facilities or, say, memory care units, things mm -hmm. like that. People who work with seniors with dementia describe paro as a furry little miracle. Sandra Peterson, a professor of nursing at the University of Texas, Tyler, had a patient with advanced Alzheimer's who hadn't spoken in eight years. The woman picked up a paro, cradled it, cradled it in her arms, and whispered, I love you, into its fur. Paro responds to touch and sound and makes cooing noises modeled after those of real baby harp seals. Now, if you stroke Paro and talk softly to it, it will gurgle and turn its head towards you. If you speak to it sharply, it will immediately stop whatever it's doing and try something else in an effort to please you. The choice of animal is deliberate. A robot dog might evoke a frightening childhood memory of a snarl or maybe a, a bite, but who's ever had a bad run-in with a baby seal? I know I haven't. <laughs> Paro never needs to be fed or walked. It never jumps, scratches, or growls. Its companionship can be summoned at any time of the day or night. Now, that might seem elementary, but one of the most valuable things a robot or artificial intelligence can do for the elderly is to simply be present, constantly, tirelessly, consistently present. A caregiving AI needs no sleep, never gets sick or distracted, has no obligation apart from its service. It accomplishes the essential tax of caregiving placing the care recipient at the center of one's attention. And that's an interesting perspective, the, the, the central uh, care of gear, the central point or central purpose of caregiving to be at the center of one's attention. Yes. There are a lot of aspects of this that we're going to talk about here more. There are other robots out there. There are other applications of artificial intelligence. And what's your take on all of this? Could you see artificial intelligence playing a greater role in the care of yourself or a loved one in the future? What about robots for reminders? Are they any different than, say, Alexa or Echo? What about companionship? What about for medications? What about for mobility? All of this is on the horizon. What do you think? Join us with your thoughts at 457-1290 this morning. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You know, even with the kids off to college, Susan is still their rock. And mine. Sure, we tell her she's special, but this Mother's Day, we're showing her. With fine jewelry from James Free Jewelers. With designers like David Yerman, Swiss timepieces including Omega, one-of-a-kind diamond jewelry, and more, James Free is the best place to find the perfect treasure for the mom in your life. Stop in at 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering or visit jamesfree.com today. Hi, I'm Danielle from Burns Garden Center, your local garden grower. We've been providing the Miami Valley with incredible plants and local knowledge that produce eye-popping gardens for three generations. This weekend only at Burns, get an entire flat of 24 colorful flowers for just $10. That's just $10 for 24 fresh locally grown annuals. Get them while they last. Come visit us in Beaver Creek or Middletown. You've got to see Burns. Aquatics Galore Pets and More is your one-stop shop for all your scaly and furry friends. We offer all military and first responders a discount to honor their service. Like us on Facebook for current sales. Aquatics Galore Pets and More on Thunderbird Road in Fairborn. Plenty of sunshine throughout the morning hours today. A cold start. Temperatures around 39 degrees at the coldest point. As we go throughout the day, clouds waving in through the afternoon. Chance for rain arriving late afternoon into the early evening. High temperature today up to 58 degrees. Scattered showers continue overnight. Cold and windy with a low dropping to 40 degrees. 
I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the shoe. This is There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 457-1290 to join us today as we talk the future of elder care, including artificial intelligence and robots. What are your thoughts? 457-1290. We were talking in the opening segment about Paro, or Paro, which is this uh, uh, automated uh, robotic baby seal. It's very, very cute. It's so cute. It is very, very cute. It has a Way cuter than anybody I know. Well, you know, it goes without saying. I mean, I'm in radio. And they just so so sweet. Um, well, now that's that's an interesting sliding scale. So the um, so the question here is, you know, what is the application? We're going to get into some other applications of AI and how it might be used in the whole arena of elder care. But one of the key areas, especially for people uh, with uh, dementia and advanced dementia, is this this question of companionship. Is there, you know, remember years ago we did the, the we talked about the book Dementia Beyond Drugs. Yes. And the whole idea was that the, the standard of procedure for a lot of places it's, during sundowning was to medicate people. To sed- right? Yeah, sedate people, kind of. Right. Calm them down. And, just and then we talked about behavior-based ergonomic therapy as right. another approach, you know, have a box of memories that people right, can work right. with. Right, right. So there's different approaches to this, and, and a lot of people have used these animals, especially, again, for people with this uh, dementia, because it gives somebody a sense of purpose or meaning or it draws something forth that is a distraction from whatever the frustration happens to be. So um, other robots have been trialed, you know, they've tried these out as companions for the elderly, but none confer the social and psychological benefits of a paro thus far. Paro alleviates the intense anxiety and agitation that frequently accompanies dementia, according to people who have used this device. A patient holding a paro is less likely to wander, another common hazard uh, for people who have got dementia. Uh, says Randy Griffin, who is a nurse who's uh, created the paro training program in the U.S., I've been in the field for 25-plus years. There isn't any other thing we have in dementia care today that is as effective at every stage of this illness. Yeah, and he continues to say, um, the thing with pets is that they're living And, um, you know, they might have an off day, right? Um, They may not want to perform or comfort at three in the morning or on a hot afternoon. So um, some little specifics here about this, this paro or paro. It's 22 and a half inches approximately long, and it's a smidge under six pounds, about the size and weight of a human infant. So... If you pick Paro up and hold it against your chest, as patients often do, it immediately evokes the muscle memory of hours spent rocking small humans of similar size to a degree that can bring an unexpected lump to your throat, um, that, that he says. That, too, is part of Paro's design. Caring for others is an, insen- is an essential part of being human. It is also one of the first things to be taken away as a person's physical and mental reflex is slow. Often you'll see someone petting Paro and he'll cry. And people will say then, don't cry because they're taking care of something. Mm -hmm. He gives that person the ability to give love as well as receive love. According to this uh, nurse, uh, Randy Griffin, Paro officially has no genders. So the owners can assign it, you know, a him or a her and so forth. One of the things that uh, researchers have found in years of practice is that if you can provide purpose to someone, it gives them meaning. There is a sense in all of us to nurture or protect something that's helpless, according to the people who have experienced this. Now, why are we talking so much about Paro? It's not like we're shilling for the animal here. We don't, we're, <laughs> we're not, not getting marketing a commission for Paro, or no. any of this thing. We're talking about the application of AI. If you've started to notice things, we've been using various forms of computer interaction and uh, even AI. Oh, yes. A lot here. It's growing, mm-hmm. right? So what's the most common one? would be the, the Alexa or the Amazon Echo devices, right? Well, yes, and even our smartphones. Right. I mean, they help us, and, you know, they can predict. They learn our habits and our behaviors. They can predict, you know, my, my phone pops up on certain days. This is how long it's going to take me to get to work. It knows my schedule. 
So we've been using it for a long time. We face, didn't even realize yeah, face it. recognition and so forth. Oh something. yeah, voice recognition. Everything. And there's a lot of concerns. There's pros and cons to all of this. Some people are concerned about privacy. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But one of the aspects here, even in, in what we've discussed thus far with regard to the paro uh, animal, if you want to call it an animal or, or automated animal, is the qu- question of deception. Uh, is it is it morally right to be giving someone a device such as this, which is providing comfort and care, even though it's not real? Right. You know, one of the guiding principles, and we're, we're talking here about an article called Robots Will Probably Help Care for You When You're Old. It's written by Corinne Pertill. Um, and she points out here that one of the guiding principles of robotics and AI in healthcare is that robots, or more accurately, the people who design and deploy them, should not practice deception. Put a different way, it's not ethical to let someone believe they're having an interaction with a real human or animal when the thing they're engaging with is, in fact, a robot. So that's one of the key questions here. Uh, Healthcare providers who use Paro in their practice say they introduce the device factually with different degrees of clarity depending on the person they're working with. Some will explain it's a robot, others will simply say this is Paro and the relationship begins. Sometimes patients call the robot by the name of a child or a cat, say, they, that they used to have. Quote, we never present him as anything other than what he is, a robotic seal, Martin says. He's an aide. He's part of the toolkit we use to manage agitation and distress. But because of their various cognitive disabilities, not all patients are able to distinguish what's real and what's not. Some confirm that they recognize Paro as a toy. Others interact with it as if it were a living animal. Sometimes patients call the robot by the name of a child, which makes it more real, obviously. He says, I've been confronted by people about that, of the ethics of allowing someone to believe they are cuddling a real pet. I always look at everything in the medicine, everything in medicine, in terms of risk versus benefit, and that's how I look at artificial intelligence. Is the risk greater than the potential benefit to the patient? I haven't found a case with Paro where it is. So people concerned about the harm a relationship with Paro might do to a person with dementia do not apparently understand the gravity of the disease, according to uh, some of the people who have used this Paro. You come to a point in dementia where you just can't trust yourself. So this is just simply one area that we're talking about here, this notion of companionship, this notion of comfort from a device, you know, such as an, an AI-type animal. Just like any technology... Is, is this a question of when or how much? The earliest cell phones needed their own suitcase and cost thousands of dollars. Today's perhaps slightly pricey robot could be tomorrow's iPhone. Would you use a robot for care for yourself or your loved one? Are there ethics involved that you can see? We'll talk about that next, right after the news. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 9.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update, our top story we're following this morning. Getting the latest details from Sri Lanka as several children have been killed in a firefight between authorities and suspected terrorists. Plus, shots fired in Fairborn shutting a street down and the president rallying gun, rallying gun owners at a rally just last night. The active weather continues in the Miami Valley. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear on those major freeways as well as the service streets throughout our area not seeing any major accidents or slowdowns and it is our top story in Sri Lanka massive firefight and a raid on a suspected terrorist safe house earlier today resulting in the several deaths including children this is part of an investigation into Easter Sunday bombings that left 250 people dead 
Police stormed it. There was a gunfight. Uh, explosions went off, and 15 people dead, including six children. It, it is the most vigorous operation by security forces so far. And after that, uh, they found lots of bomb-making material uh, inside this factory. That's Sky News' Tom Cheshire reporting from Sri Lanka. Well, now to Fairborn, where the investigation continues into reports of shots being fired. One block of Maple Avenue was closed near East Main Street, where Fairborn police and Greene County deputies worked the scene. A witness said this all happened as a result of an argument between her boyfriend and a man in the neighborhood. That's WHIO's Tavares Jones. He says nobody was injured and a firearm was recovered at the scene. Well, at an NRA rally in Indiana last night, the president telling gun owners their Second Amendment rights are safe and sound. President Trump begins a process to formally withdraw the United States from the Arms Trade Treaty, an international agreement designed to regulate weapons exports. Fox's Rich Edson says that treaty had originally been signed under the Obama administration. Let's get a look at the most accurate and, and exclusive forecast with meteorologist Jesse Mag. Starting off clear and cold, low temperatures around 39 degrees this morning. As we go throughout the day, clouds waving in once we get into the afternoon and eventually showers arriving late afternoon into the early evening. High temperature today up to 58 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley. Looking at bright blue skies from our studio here on South Main Street in Dayton. 45 degrees in Troy. Seeing 48 in Springfield. 49 here in Dayton at 933. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. With the booming housing market we saw last year, you may be wondering if this spring will be just as robust. Hi, it's Larry Hanskin with Richard Herps from Keller Williams Hometown Realty. Richard, what are you seeing? Larry, buyers who couldn't find a home last year are out in force right now, and they're more motivated than ever to find their perfect home. So you're predicting a strong market for sellers this spring? Not only is demand strong, but there's less competitions and homes are selling faster than ever. I'd take those words to the bank. Once again, you've sold over 100 homes this past year and are in the top 1% of all Miami Valley agents. Richard, your advice for potential home sellers? Don't wait. You can be ahead of the curve by listing your home now. Sounds like good advice. Contact Richard Herbst, Keller Williams Hometown Realty at 477-1411. That's 477-1411 or visit teamherbst.com, team, H-E-R-B-S-T dot com. I can spot a winner. Richard Herbst, 477-1411. Once a year, the sun shines brighter, flowers bloom, and the Elizabeth Diamond Company puts hundreds of diamonds on sale for our spring bling event. For three days only, save up to 30% store-wide or choose 48 months interest-free financing on engagement rings, wedding bands, loose diamonds, and more. May 3rd through 5th, representatives from Takori, Baraggio, Jack Collet, Simon G, Crown Ring, Fana, Michael M, and Gnome Carver will be on hand to show off this year's stunning jewelry. Elizabeth Diamond Company's Spring Bling, eight designers, hundreds of diamonds, three days only. Friday, May 3rd through Sunday, May 5th. Celebrate spring with savings up to 30% store-wide or choose 48 months interest-free financing. Make your personalized appointment today. Call 937-434-0003 or visit shopedc.com. It's true. If you haven't shopped EDC, you're not done shopping yet. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin, and Mike is right. These sheets are amazing. I love them. So go to MyPillow.com, click on the Giza Dream Sheet Special, use the promo code WHIO, you'll get 30% off and free shipping. That's 30% off free shipping. Use the promo code WHIO. You can also call 1-800-320-1481. Get local news when you want it. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO have flash briefings now available on your Amazon Echo. 
the Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning and welcome back to There is a Season with Bob and Gloria, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm the Bob part. And I'm the Gloria whippersnapper part. Thank you for being here. Snapper. This, no, it's more the whipper. Well, wait, no. snapper. Yeah, I like it all. Actually, yeah. it applies well. Thank you for being here with us this morning. If you'd like to share your insights with us, 457-1290 is the number to call. We're talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and what role that might play in the future of elder care. And we've spent a lot of time talking about one particular kind of AI that's actually been in the market, uh, particularly in Japan, uh, called this PARO, or PARO, or however you want to pronounce it, which is an automated AI-driven uh, baby seal. It's about a little less than, what, what do they say? It's about maybe a foot and a half in size, something like that. Yeah, it's like a six-pound baby infant, about the same size. A large cat, perhaps. I'm thinking human. Okay. Well, it's a seal, though. It's a baby seal. Okay, anyway, well. Anyway, it does respond to uh, <laughs> to your voice came in and so forth. And the application that we brought up here was, uh, in the case where they found some success, is with dementia patients. Uh, does, an, does an animal like this, uh, using the term loosely, provide some level of comfort and some meaning and purpose for the person who's using it or holding especially it. somebody with dementia or advanced dementia is where this is you know they're mainly seeing you know incredible results and i'd love to know if there's any uh retirement community settings here with memory care that that use anything like this because they say that's where they're seeing great success sure and well, i know it has been used in the united states as well as japan so i, I am curious if we're in that market four five seven twelve ninety if you'd like to weigh in on that now as we went to the break we were talking about how people are concerned about the harm that a relationship using that term broadly, with, uh, with a device like Paro might do to a person with dementia. Uh, and, and there's a split audience out there. Some people feel it's perfectly, uh, it makes perfect sense. It's no different than, say, a teddy bear is to a child. Other people think, though, maybe there's some deception going on here. It's some, somehow it's not right for people to be imbuing this device with all of those feelings and interaction. And we'll talk about the difference between somebody who has full cognitive ability. It might be a little bit different. But when you have dementia, especially, you know, advanced dementia, it's like being dropped in another country where you don't speak the language. You don't know what time of day it is. It's terribly, terribly fear producing. And people with dementia live in a constant state of fear because they can't figure out what to do next. They know something's wrong, but they can't even figure out what that is. And it never ends for them. And, you know, the people who have been in this caregiving situation in these facilities say, that they don't think many people realize how horrific it is. And so, so yeah, and, and typically an awful lot of people who become agitated uh, then end up receiving sedatives. Right. Uh, that's a typical uh, application of, of medications here. And it may treat the agitation, but the sedatives themselves may increase other problems like the risk of falls, infection, further confusion. Um, a lot of patients, you know, may, may average somewhere between 15 and 30 medicines per day. And what people have found out in the application of, of using a device like this is that by using a robot to control symptoms rather than four or five pills uh, to control anxiety, wh why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't they just use a device like this that provides some level of comfort? Right. And to a person that is in normal cognitive health, okay, so PARO is unmistakably a machine. A soft mechanical sound accompanies its motions. Up close, you can see that its whiskers do have tiny sensors on the ends. But given the comfort it brings to people suffering a dreadful disease, insisting that patients recognize its artificiality kind of seems cold and, well, besides the point, right? And if you, you know, look um, not too far into the future, you will see that the possibility of interactions in which it will be difficult even for a person with their full cognitive faculties to tell the difference between robots and reality isn't right it, it, right now we're on the kind of on the leading okay. edge here of a lot of this ai can you imagine what's going to happen and, we'll, and we're going to point you to some resources later in the show that will show you some applications in the commercial sector of where people are trying to use certain interfaces uh you know on screen if you're purchasing something or you have an inquiry about something and yes. there's a lot of and other little things. machines for the elderly to help with other things that aren't robotic per se 
Right. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, other things to share with you about how AI is revolutionizing the way we do business and how it's revolutionizing elder care. 457-1290, if you'd like to jump in on the conversation. Sherry from Beaver Creek has been waiting patiently. Good morning, Sherry. How are you? Good, good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Well, it's good to, good to have you on board here. So what are your thoughts about all of this? Well, I thought it was really interesting. I'd never heard of PARO, but I work at a local hospital um, with a lot of agitated dementia patients, and I'm always thinking they need something to do with their mind and their hands. Um, you know, sometimes we have to put them in restraints, and, and that's, or like you said, give them medication with side effects. So I did a quick uh, Google search while you all <laughs> were talking about PARO and was really intrigued, uh-huh. and um, that led me to Amazon. And so there is a much less expensive but, not, of course, not as sophisticated uh, application as PARO, the baby seal. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's only $100. It's by Ageless Innovations, mm-hmm. and it's called the Joy for All Companion Pets. And they have four different cats and a cute little golden retriever. Aww. And so they had a little video um, that went along with it of people in nursing homes where um, the soft cat or cute little dog sits on their lap and it does move does respond a little bit gives them something to pet so it's like uh, at, at my hospital we have pet therapy but uh-huh. that animal only gets to come in for you know a few minutes to right. each patient this right. is something that can stay with the patient and sit on their lap yes and pet and keep them calm and keep their hands busy so i i think this is a great idea what do you think about the whole aspect of, you know, somebody saying, gee, that's kind of deceptive or, you know, why are you allowing somebody to build a relationship with a non-animate thing? What do you feel about all that? Well, just as you were just saying, um, for someone like you and I, maybe that it wouldn't be appropriate but for these dementia patients mm-hmm. that are just sitting in a room or a hospital room all day. Um, Anxious uh, and afraid. Uh, afraid or um, just with nothing to occupy them, I think this would be a great, great idea. Yeah. Do you see also, um, since since a lot of times dementia is, you may have a diagnosis, but it's not a hard and fast line for a lot of people. Do you see the role of AI increasing in healthcare with people of all different ages uh, and, and different applications beyond companionship. It, it, would, would you, as from your perspective, be in a position of trusting uh, a robot or a machine with things like medication, verbal uh, uh, comforts, um, you know, motility, uh, other kinds like this? Would you, would you uh, be comfortable in your own perspective? Well, I'm a physical therapist. When you mentioned the getting people um, moving, like maybe in and out of bed safely, Mm-hmm. That if that became an advanced, proven research thing, I think that would be great too. Uh, we have people that fall out of bed just because they're unsupervised, even though they're in a care facility. Right. So if there was some AI that could just keep uh, robotic eyes on them for safety, that that would be amazing. And what what's your thought on the uh, uh, caring staff? to patient ratio, is there an issue? Are we short-staffed? Yes, yes. Uh, I split my time between two different hospitals. That that is always, staffing is always an issue. Right, Um, and I think that's gonna get worse as we uh, go into the future, yes. Well, we'll, we're gonna cover a couple of other uh, devices here, uh, time permitting. One is called Pepper. Uh, which is yes. a, another robot. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking quickly here it. for the one that has the arms that lifts people. That's another one we'll talk about. And also LQ. They're all coming up here in the next few minutes. But appreciate you calling in today. Yes, thank, thank you. you for your call. Thanks for your perspective. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. And uh, we're next going to welcome Anne to the program, 457-1290. If you'd like to, welcome, uh, like to weigh in on the topic of AI and elder care. Anne, you're up. How are you? Great. Thank you. Um, I was just got a little input. You know, it, it'd be really super if they could really condense it into like an iPhone system even to those that are at home caring for themselves or have a caregiver that has to be out of the house mm-hmm. to have uh, it with a phone system 
and that it would talk and remind them and tell them what they do need to do and uh, remind them of family members' names and, you know, just be a communication device as well as a reminder. And then if there was an emergency, you know, they could contact an emergency because there's medical alert, which a lot of seniors have around their neck to press the button. But if they're unable to press that button, then if the iPhone computer system could do it for them to alert help. And there is technology nowadays that... um senses whether there's been movement in uh, certain areas of a home and if yeah, not somebody standard. automatically comes and you know the 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 uh, like life alerts or the the pendants that the uh, seniors have and 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 are supposed to wear <laughs> yeah, often yeah. get hung on the handle of a bathroom door you know nobody really wants to wear those and uh, in the in the instance where maybe somebody falls in is unconscious, those are kind of useless if you can't push yeah. the button. Yeah, and as far as the pet thing, you know that there's children that have those little, you know, the Furbies. They're called Hatchimals or whatever. Yeah, and Furbies. So, you know, what's the difference between a young child and elderly having a little pet computer to, to enjoy? That's right. Yeah, that's and right. Keep them company and entertain them. That's right. Modern day society now. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ann. Appreciate it. Yes. All right. You. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. As we talk about AI and the future of elder care, now uh, some of the things that Ann mentioned uh, and that other people have uh, talked about as we were preparing this show are on a list of some of the emerging ways that AI is uh, going to be used or is being used. At home health monitoring is one that definitely comes to the top of the list for a lot of people. Uh, there's always a need for continuous supervision or a, a quick diagna- uh, diagnosis uh, if, if somebody's living by him or herself. So uh, Biotricity is a company that makes um, devices for medical diagnostics uh, and consumer health care, and they will deliver biometric remote monitoring solutions, implementing AI to improve some of the information feedback. Uh, Care Predict is is another company that's doing this stuff. Voice-based virtual assistants, like we mentioned, Amazon Echo and Orbita Health are using AI to enable medication adherence and care coordination. So the question is, you know, at at what level? You might have a a voice-activated device that might say, um, uh, Mary, it's time to take your medication at a certain time of the day. As Gloria was pointing out to me, when verbal... um, capability starts to become somewhat compromised, it might be difficult for that person then to speak back to that information or to that device or ask questions. Or even understand. Right. Or what, even process even what was process just said. what that even means. Um, another uh, way that AI is revolutioning elder care is smart device assisted daily living. So companies like Apple and Fitbit have made smart wearable biometric trackers available to a large demographic, including the elderly and geriatric patients. So elderly patients can use this device's built-in AI-powered functionality to check inconsistencies in their biometric data, as well as detect a significant or hard fall, and then hence will sound an alarm. AI Care, a company, claims to use machine learning analytics and wearable sensor to personalize the care for each elderly consumer. Smart device-assisted fall detection devices are, are great. Uh, there's a number of different brands out here, Xsens, Cardian, Oventus. They've built AI-powered fall detectors. And the key thing is how sophisticated a lot of these things are because there can be accidental uh, triggers for a lot of these things. Even the pendants that you mentioned before, sometimes people can put it down quickly and that can trigger a response. So you might have some false alerts and so forth. Right. Um, there, there's a lot of other things we can mention here, and we'll, we'll leave you our email so you'll be able to ask us about these things uh, after the show if you like. But when we return, we're going to talk about uh, quickly here about some of the issues related to privacy and what some of the temptations are in using technology for uh, managing a relationship. Uh, it sounds like a, w- a weird thing to say. But what is actually going on in that whole process for the person using the technology and maybe for the caregivers who are also using the technology? We're going to squeeze that in before we finish today when we return. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the Hot Springs Spa Health Minute for April. April is National Stress Awareness Month. Stress, it's a killer, both literally and figuratively. No matter what your age, health, or standing in life, we all deal with stress. It comes at you from all angles parents, kids, job, there is truly no way to avoid it completely. Some deal with it quite well, with exercise. Some deal with it in other ways. But make no mistake, stress is part of our life. One sure way to help ease stress is putting a nightcap on the day with a relaxing, soothing soak in a hot spring spa. Think of it as your nightly walk on the beach without that annoying sand in your shoes. And at the end of it, you'll sleep better and wake up refreshed and ready to take on another day full of, you guessed it, stress. We can't stress this enough. Hot Spring Spa can help. Hot Spring Spa, just for the health of it. Hot Spring Spa, 6100 Wilmington Pike, or visit hotspring-dayton.com. Hot Spring Spa, just for the health of it. Hi, I'm Danielle from Burns Garden Center, your local garden grower. We've been providing the Miami Valley with incredible plants and local knowledge that produce eye-popping gardens for three generations. This weekend only at Burns, get an entire flat of 24 colorful flowers for just $10. That's just $10 for 24 fresh locally grown annuals. Get them while they last. Come visit us in Beaver Creek or Middletown. You've got to see Burns. Stock market instability, volatility, and losing money is a big concern. But it doesn't have to be. With a structured retirement plan, you can protect your money and forward your financial progress toward retirement. You don't have to risk your future riding the stock market roller coaster. Call the Miami Valley's retirement resource and author of Income Allocation, David Gaylor at Tradewinds Financial Group, 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. And tune in Saturdays at 3 for your game plan for retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Plenty of sunshine throughout the morning hours today. A cold start. Temperatures around 39 degrees at the coldest point. As we go throughout the day, clouds waving in through the afternoon. Chance for rain arriving late afternoon into the early evening. High temperature today up to 58 degrees. Scattered showers continue overnight. Cold and windy with a low dropping to 40 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We've been talking today about artificial intelligence, robots, future of elder care. Had some good calls on that. Uh, one of the key things that people worry about with any technology, there's this balance between what it may do for you and whether or not there's an intrusion into your space, into your privacy, into your security, and so forth. There's plenty we could talk about in another program here about digital crime and all of that kind of stuff. But the key thing in the elder care discussion is balancing care with privacy. And we've been reading from this article called Robots Will Probably Help Care for You When You're Old by Corinne Pertill. And it talks about that. Yes. So a virtual key, literally, to an aging parent's house is just like a physical one. And if used indiscriminately, it is an invasion of privacy. But used with discretion, it's helpful for both parties. In fact, there are some AI applications that may give users a greater sense of privacy rather than a diminished one. So, um, uh, lost my place here. Uh, what, what a lot of people are looking to do here is to leverage what AI does best, what people do best, in a sense. Right. The compassion, the empathy, the human touch are the important things that people are trying to replicate. Um, I don't no. think anybody wants to get rid of any of those things right. in, in, by dropping it out to uh, a, a device. <laughs> right. But the temptation to outsource some of the emotional labor attached to caregiving uh, onto artificial intelligence is going to be intense as we said in the beginning, enormous population shift happening here within the next 30 years, but really even within the next 10 years, we're going to see some of this going on. Many industrialized nations are going to reach uh, levels where they have this imbalance uh, sooner than the U.S. Now, not everybody over the age of 65 will be in need of serious care. Many people will still live healthy, independent lives far past retirement age, you know, typical retirement age. But uh, a lot of people at some point will reach a stage where they require regular assistance with the tasks of daily life, daily living, right? 
assistance that in the U.S. is provided by a family member most of the time, right? 80% of the time. Right. Ensuring that an elderly person is dressed or fed or bathed or exercised or properly medicated each day is a full-time job that can strain a caregiver's health, job, and relationships. Any uh, caregiver, an adult child, typically may understandably become frustrated when a parent with advanced dementia lashes out or asks the same anxious question repeatedly. A device with AI never will. People with dementia can become violent or demanding as the disease takes its toll, which can be painful in a once loving parent and uh, infuriating suddenly to a relationship, right? Adding work, kids, and other demands on a caregiver's time and the desire to hand over some of that responsibility to someone, to anyone, to anything, even a robot, becomes more urgent. The benefits of AI assistance are often framed as a compromise. For an agitated dementia patient, a PARO session is preferable, as we have mentioned, to a dose of sedatives. For a person without a thriving social support network or access to 24-7 care, as in human care, a companion robot is preferable to loneliness. Of course, a human would be far better for emotional support and interaction. Um, And he is the uh, co-creator of Apple's Siri. But if you have nothing and you say to the robot, hey, tell me a joke today or please pick up the newspaper, it really would be better than nothing. The, um, you know, loneliness is one aspect of things. The role that robots should play in the care and support of uh, people who are aging is just one thread of a more complex discussion about the emotional bonds that people might have between humans and machines. Robotics and artificial intelligence will make many aspects of life, especially the routine things, simpler, but it's not clear what, if anything, we might lose, and we've already talked about challenges to this within families, what we might be losing in the area of love, care, and intimacy when it comes to actually caring for someone. So these are, these are some of the challenges uh, and the ethical considerations that are going on. Now, um, you know, we, we throw these things out here for your consideration to kind of consider, you know, where you are as a caregiver and whether or not, I mean, people will get into the cost-benefit thing, right? Would there be certain activities that a device could do routinely uh, as opposed to an in-home care provider? Could they do them routinely at a cost-effective way? That's one whole discussion. But the other thing really here is the, also the human interaction. Yeah, um, you know, the appeal of robots as providers and recipients of care may lie in part in their comparative simplicity to us as humans. They are free of the struggle that lies at the heart of our most intimate relationships, the one between our all too human limits, and those are time, insight, understanding, and patience, and our desperation to get things right. And older people often feel by their loved ones that they can't seem to get anything right. Right. That's, uh, that's our show today. So if you want to check out that article, her name is Corinne Pertil, P-U-R-T-I-L-L. The article is at qz.com. Robots will probably help care for you when you're old. That's all the time we have for today. We hope we've stirred some thinking on your part. And please remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step. Never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend and co-host Gloria Shanahan, for our fine producers and everyone who makes the show possible, I want to thank you all for being here and helping us out each week. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO, have yourself a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.